Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Oglesby. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the show. Or today, should I say hello, my fellow overthinkers? Um, If you are listening today, it's probably because you consider yourself to be an overthinker. Um, A quick definition of that, uh, right from a just quick Google search, is to think about something too much or for too long. So here, right from the start, is one of the, the issues that I have with overthinking or overthinker, even though those are the terms that are commonly used to describe something that many of us feel that we struggle with, it immediately to me sounds like a judgment. It might not to you. So if it doesn't, that's great. You know, if you are thinking about something and you say, oh man, I'm overthinking this and that feels good to you and brings you back to the present moment and you stop that ongoing analysis, that's fantastic. This, this part is, is not for you. I wouldn't think this episode what you would have selected if that's the case. But if you're like many people that I have worked with and in my own experience, when I define myself or think of myself as an overthinker, or if I say I'm overthinking something, there's immediately resistance and judgment there. So it's, there's something wrong with me. I'm doing something wrong. You know, I am thinking about this, as the definition says, too much. And so that immediately creates that resistance, which, as we know, what you resist persists. So it makes it more likely to stay around. And it feels like something that cannot be controlled. Like, I overthink. This is a problem with me. This is something I do. And so all of those thoughts right there, that's creating tension for you. It's creating judgment and suffering and an anxiety and this feeling like this is not helpful and I, but I can't stop it because this is something that I do. So from the get-go, if, if that phrasing is not helpful for you, then don't think of it that way. You know, if you're going around an issue in your mind, if you're having analysis paralysis or that perfectionist paralysis, you know, you're unable to to make a decision, to take action, to move forward because you're just thinking and analyzing all the things that could go wrong and, you know, having trouble making a decision because of it. Don't add to that the judgment of, oh, I'm overthinking, I'm thinking too much. But instead, just look at it as, hey, this, this, train of thought these thoughts are no longer helpful to me because your brain is just trying to to plan and problem solve which is great you know troubleshooting um thinking about your choices analyzing your options these are fantastic skills that we have as human beings right we we don't we don't want to give those up they're very helpful when you feel stuck in them that's the issue so instead of judging yourself just allowing yourself to have that moment of realization hey this this is not helpful for me I I'm not getting anywhere from this train of thought and that right there will help you sit back and observe those thoughts and really look at what's going on so that you can you know work through it 
Whereas just adding a judgment to yourself of, you know, not only are you not taking action and you're frozen and feeling indecisive, but now you're an overthinker too, right? You're adding more judgment onto the situation. So if going, oh, I'm overthinking this doesn't help you come back to the present moment, then that's not, that's not a helpful thought for you. Even if, as some people might say, well, what if that's true? I don't know that it's true, right? What is thinking about something too much? It's kind of arbitrary. But if it's not thinking that's in a helpful way, just realizing that, like, okay, this strain of, this strain of thought is no longer, longer helpful for me. So that's the first step, is, is realizing how you're thinking about overthinking (laughs) are you overthinking overthinking and then the next thing I have for you today is actually quite an interesting tool um, that you can use if you feel like you're suffering from analysis paralysis or perfectionist paralysis and that is called fear setting and it's from Tim Ferriss I'll put a link to his TED talk about it and of course he's got lots of information out there about fear setting and and how to do it and he came up with it but I'll share with you as well today and walk you through it so a lot of Tim Ferriss's stuff as you may or may not know is is based on stoicism which you know is a good practice as well Um, but he had kind of in his talk and and that's something that we have talked about often on the show a quote from Seneca the Younger who is a, a Stoic that says we suffer more often in imagination than in reality and I've talked about variations of that quote before um, I really like the Mark Twain version you know when he said I'm an old man and I've known a great many troubles but most of them never happened so we've talked about that um, with the anxiety particularly with catastrophizing which is kind of to me a a form of overthinking for lack of a better word and you know that's where something bad happens and then we end up under the bridge or alone with just you know our memories our cats (laughs) whatever it might be you know whatever wherever your catastrophizing ends up some of those scenarios you know along with cats may not sound bad to many of you I, I would like dogs but along with dogs doesn't sound bad but you know wherever you tend to go when it's you know if I make the wrong decision or if I, I do this and it's not perfect this is how the world is going to fall apart for me and so we catastrophize and we go there very often and we've talked about that um, before on several episodes so this is this practice of fear setting is going to sound a little bit off to you for a minute because you're going to say wait a minute Lisa um, you told me you know you helped me learn to not catastrophize because you know we suffer through these things in our imagination all these fears all these what ifs about things going poorly and our brain has those feelings and lives those events and so it doesn't know the difference and it definitely wants to avoid all that and you know that's why I love those quotes because we're all in this together, right? We, we all know what it's like to suffer so many tragedies that we only imagined would come to pass, but we did in fact suffer them. So the problem with catastrophizing is that we generally do that in our heads and we're just going around in these circles and it, it is all doom and gloom and it is, you know, not well thought out and there's no balance to it. It's all catastrophe. So 
that's where the practice of fear setting is is actually very helpful because what you are going to do is take that out of your mind and actually write it down put it down on paper so that is the important step and as mr ferris mr ferris as tim ferris was talking about this in you know in his ted talk and he talked about the the seneca quote and him discovering stoicism and how that helped um you know he built this fear setting practice upon this uh i can't even say it right because it's latin but premeditation malorum that seneca came up with which is essentially called the premeditation of evil that's kind of a fun way as well to to think of this practice but what's important about this is is you know getting out of your head and these thoughts that are just in these fears and in these what if this and then this goes wrong and then this goes wrong and I end up under the bridge or whatever it may be you're gonna write it down and he kind of sets it up as three different pages so your first page of your fear setting is to make three lists with you know number like 10 to 20 down for each of these lists so the first list is define and the second list prevent and the third repair so you have these three lists and then under them you have one one through ten or one through twenty so the first one is to define so you're going through and you're gonna write all the the worst things that could happen say you know the action is should I apply for a new job should I apply for this this different job so then you're gonna go down you know all the fears all the doubts all the what-ifs on your define list you know what if I go for this job and I don't get it they find out at my job that I applied for another job and I get fired you know whatever each one of those fears the things that are holding you back from making the decision whatever they are just write them down and then you also want to kind of dig in a bit and look at each one of them you know what is the the permanent impact in your life and he recommends giving that a scale of one to ten like what would really be the outcome of each one on your life that would be permanent lasting and also to look at what is the likelihood of that happening right how likely is it let's say that you lost your job well how likely is it that you would lose your job even if you did how likely is that that the, the fear of now I don't have a job and can't get a job and never work again right <laughs> how those are all be listed out and you're like well how likely is each one of these you're going through that you're really narrowing down and writing down what those fears are and also looking at is this really something permanent and is this really something likely and then you're going through them on your prevent list and you're thinking of what or what could I do to prevent this from happening you know and steps and ways to protect yourself right in advance again not going through these in your head where they tend to go in circles and then you're like oh but wait but wait this this uh and it's a mess but really writing it down you know what could I do to prevent this this certain fear this particular outcome and then the third column your repair you're looking at okay let's say the worst case scenario happens okay then how do I fix it what is an action I can take to move me you know back in the direction that I wanted to go even if it's just a little you know it doesn't have to be a big action it doesn't have to be a complete repair just steps steps that you can start taking to set things back in the direction that you would prefer so you're going through this and you're really defining these fears so that they're not just arbitrary or not just spinning around in your head and growing 
you know, larger and larger. And then you're looking at the things that you can do to prevent them or in their likelihood that even though it, you've looked at it and it might not be very likely that they'll happen, but say they do, you're already prepared with these steps to start fixing it and to start moving back in the direction that, that you want. So that's the first page that you're looking at, really defining those fears and you know getting some strategies for dealing with them, but in a more realistic way, in a more concrete way than just going about in your head. The next page, you're going to actually make a list of all the benefits of if you do make that decision, right, and or take that action and it's successful, or if it's even partly successful. So now that you've looked at those fears of making that decision, now you're looking at the more probable outcomes or, or and the positive outcomes. So what is more likely to happen? Doesn't necessarily have to be this amazing, huge success, although that is something to think about as well. I like the but what if it works thoughts. But just looking at it, you know, if it's not the biggest success, it's not a complete failure, which is probably where you were before. I mean, what are just some of the positive outcomes that are definite? You know, maybe you'll have more confidence. Maybe you will learn that having made this decision and taken this action didn't end the world. And now that helps. That helps you move forward and continue taking action until you get where you wanted to go, you know. And depending on what this decision is for you, there could be any number of definite positive outcomes. So what are those? Write those down. Internal ones like confidence, external ones like you get another job, right? Or you get feedback in the process that helps with your current job or helps you get a different job in the future, whatever it might be. And look at these more probable and positive outcomes and and give those a rating as well on a scale of one to 10. Like how likely is it that there might be at least a moderately good outcome and that these things might happen? And I also like another question that um, Tim threw in there, and that was, you know, to look at the positives and, and ask, has someone with maybe less drive, less skill, less resources than I have done this before and been successful? And the answer to that is almost always yes, right? Because there are so many of us, we have so many different levels of, of things like drive and skill and natural talent develop talent resources at our disposal and yet there are success stories from from every different category that's a a good way to help you realize that hey these good outcomes are actually more likely than I was giving them credit for and to help balance the fears right and the third page is what takes it to the next level because first you examined your fears then you balanced it with you know what are the benefits, what are the successes, even partial, that I could get when I take this action. So now you've kind of got it, okay, I've got fears, I've got good things, and they're actually a little more likely leaning towards. The third page is you're going to make three lists about the costs of, of not making a decision, of inaction, of not moving forward, right, of staying in that paralysis. And on these lists, on this list, you're essentially going to have like a six month list, a year and a three years or whatever, you know, time frames work best for you. 
but you're going to look at the costs of inaction, the financial costs, emotional costs, maybe there's there's physical costs, you know, relationships, personal growth, whatever it might cost you, whatever, you know, pain or struggles or losses to not take action or to postpone taking that action. So you're looking at not just now, not just those risks and benefits of the action, but what happens if you don't take the action, if you do nothing? That's a, another side to it that's very important. You know, where will you be in six months, in a year, if you don't do this thing that you want to do that part of you is, is excited about despite these fears? What will your life look like as the years go? You know, maybe it's three years, five years. If you're not taking that action and the subsequent actions or things that would come from just taking that action. What are your losses? What are the permanent or long lasting? I don't want to say necessarily permanent because, you know, you can always take a different path, but the longer lasting experiences, negative outcomes that you would have if you don't take any action. And there was a great quote that that he had given on his website um, from a fortune cookie that said, many a false step was made by standing still. And so I really like that as part of this analysis of, you know, what happens if, if you don't take action? Because a lot of times we think that that is safe, that we're safe as long as we don't do anything. And I know that because I've been there. But then the truth is, there are all these negative outcomes, these losses from not making that, that decision, from not taking that action at all. But we're stuck, right, in that catastrophizing. And then, of course, he also had a fantastic quote by Yoda, who's very wise, of course, that says, Named must your fear be before banish it you can. So that is, you know, what the fear setting is really all about. Again, stepping out of these circles that we get into our head that only lead to a bad place and really writing down and looking at what that fear is, you know, that first page, defining it, and then how we can address it, prevention steps, repair steps. And then taking that a step further, and again, the second page, looking at the the more likely outcomes, the the successes, the positive impacts that making this action or taking this action or taking this first step will have and then again that third page really looking at the costs of inaction what will the analysis paralysis cost you and that that adding that to your analysis so I think that this is definitely a good tool if you go through this catastrophizing process a lot in your mind um, to actually write these things out and name it. And then, of course, when you're doing this and you're really defining these fears, that is where you're going to see the thoughts and the self-limiting beliefs like, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I, I'm not capable, whatever those thoughts may be for you that are at the root of many of those fears. And those are the types of, of thoughts that we can work again, as we've talked about many an episode, because this is all about thought work, but that we can work to rewire those thoughts so that those are not your beliefs. So that is not the mindset that you have about yourself. And then that is going to 
help, of course, in the future to build the confidence and the ability to take action and make these decisions without as as much of a struggle, right? All kinds of, of, of great information you can pull out of this practice and, of course, get you out of your head and really looking at this in a, in a more concrete way instead of just running away with the fears in your mind and feeling like you're planning and preparing, but you're actually not. You're, you're just scared, right? You're just stuck, and taking this step can help break that. So I hope that you find that helpful and that you'll check out Fear Setting and, and see how it works. If that sounds kind of scary to you to do on your own or you want to start digging in and working on those self-limiting beliefs that that create that anxiety and catastrophizing then please feel free to sign up for that connection call so we can talk about you know working with me as your coach and how I can help you with one-on-one personalized coaching just for you have a fantastic day and I look forward to sharing with you again in the future